Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Landscape Nerd Podcast, where we nerd out about all things landscape. My name is Macy, and I am your host. If you are new to this podcast, hello, welcome. We are a nerdy group of people, but we are a very open one. So if you have topics that you want to hear about, message me, let me know. I love learning new things and then sharing it with you all. And that's what this podcast is about. So today is going to be a mini episode. And I'm probably going to have more of these because this episode topic started off as a big episode. And then as it became extremely involved, I realized that it might just be better off in little chunks. So expect to see more of that. But today we are going to talk about fall. We are right at the height of fall, and in some places they've already begun winter. So if you can, try to enjoy this episode outside. Take a stroll along your favorite path, go to a nearby park, or simply look outside of your window. Maybe you'll count the leaves rolling by. However you want to enjoy fall, please take me with you. This is without a doubt my favorite season, as it is for many people. I feel lucky to experience fall because globally, this isn't a shared experience. Not everyone has the same type of seasons, and so I feel lucky that we have this one that is filled with color change, leaf fall, and all the other wonderful natural processes that we get to enjoy during fall or autumn. This is a season that has two names either fall or autumn. I will probably be switching back and forth between both names, but just know that I'm talking about the same time of year. So fall is one of the four seasons that we experience in the Northern Hemisphere. I had mentioned that fall or even these seasons are not a globally shared experience. So closer towards the equator in the more tropical climates, You have the lush, green, humid, and beautiful landscapes that stay that way pretty consistently all year round as they tend to receive more sunlight versus regions that are closer to the North or South Poles, which stay consistently cold and won't experience the same type of seasons that we experience in the Northern Hemisphere. And those seasons are spring, summer, fall and winter. So generally speaking, a season means a change in weather, ecology, and the amount of daylight. But for fall, it means specifically the change from summer to winter. So that means in comparison to summer, it is going to be cooler. The daylight length will be shorter and in some places that means that rains will come more consistently but today the aspect of fall that i'm going to focus on is the leaf change it's the color change that makes everyone take pictures makes people look down at the ground at the leaf litter and snap a photograph and put it on instagram that's what we're going to focus on today it's the vibrant colors it's the change from green to yellow orange and red that is part of the magic that makes fall as landscape designers we incorporate the season into our planning of space certainly we design for color 
we try to pair the red turning leaves with the yellow or the reds with the greens and all the other combinations you can think of. But when it comes to designing, we do hear this term seasonal interest or seasonality all of the time. And it does look at the visual interest. The reason why I want to talk about leaves and the color change is because even though we don't say it explicitly when we say seasonal interest or seasonality, it's that visual change that happens that captivates us all. And it's true. When we think about autumn and fall, we think about how it looks and a little bit how it feels. That crispness in the air or the leaves beneath our feet. When we describe fall, we talk about how the physical change, such as the weather getting cooler, the dampness in the air, is accompanying the visual change, the changing of leaves or the leaf drop. But the reason I want to talk about the leaves today is because the leaves don't drop or change for our experiential purposes, right? They are not changing colors because we find them to be fascinating. They are changing because of ecological reasons, and that's what we're going to look into right now. So leaves change because they have to change the amount of pigments while they're preparing to fall from the tree. When less light is available and the colder temperatures start to become more consistent, the amount of chlorophyll, that green reflecting pigment, is produced less. And then you start to see that mixture of pigments that's always existing in leaves. There are four major pigments that we are familiar with when it comes to trees that experience that leaf drop. And those are known as deciduous trees. Also, I want to say that I'm not ignoring the evergreen trees here. They are just as magnificent as some of the deciduous trees, but fall is really the deciduous tree's time to shine. And I will probably do a winter episode that talks about the seasonal interest backbone that evergreen trees are. But right now, it's all about the deciduous baby. Okay, back to the pigments that cause the fall colors. Those pigments are xanthophils, which are yellow, carotenoids, which are orange, and anthocyanins, which are reds. By the way, when I was an undergrad, I was introduced to the word anthocyanins, and I was obsessed with it. I don't know why. I just think it's a really cool word. But the thing about these other pigments, they are not just here for fall. They aren't only produced when it comes to this time of year. They're always there, and they are an extreme help to the leaf and the plant as a whole. So we know that chlorophyll gets a lot of the credit when it comes to plant production and health, and we know how it's part of the cycle of turning light into food and begins the food cycle that we use. But chlorophyll does not absorb all of the light. That's where these other pigments come in. They help protect the leaf by absorbing all the other light wavelengths that chlorophyll can't. It's kind of like delegating. If you put too much work on the chlorophyll pigments, then that will cause it to burn out and get damaged. So by putting some of that light energy towards other pigments, it helps keep converting that light energy into something the plant can use and keep it healthy without overloading chlorophyll. And during fall, when chlorophyll won't receive as much light, it starts to 
give way and you start to see the other pigments present. So during fall, those pigments are also critical in helping retrieve vital proteins that the plant needs to store for the next season. So those beautiful colors are actually like little shields against too much light energy. So the next time you see a colorful changing tree, you can imagine that there's all this teamwork going on and all this protection happening to give chlorophyll a rest. And that's why these other pigments come out to shine. But of course, the color doesn't remain on the tree, right? That's one of the beautiful things about the season is that it is fleeting and it is short. Because once the color begins to change, that's the signal that the leaves must fall. So one of my personal favorite things about fall is leaf drop. I love when you actually see the leaves fall from the tree. You know that moment when you're looking up in the sky and then all of a sudden a leaf comes floating down? I think there's nothing that compares to that moment. I love seeing how the colors collect on the ground or how it seems to paint pathways and streets with a color palette that is so unique to fall that it's recognized everywhere. I'm very much like a little kid when it comes to leaves in fall because there's still nothing quite like watching leaves travel in the wind. It's like they're dancing or celebrating the very next important step in their existence. It's to become leaf litter because leaf litter is an important part of a healthy ecosystem. It's one of the main components of healthy soil. Decomposing leaf litter releases nutrients into the soil and it helps keep it moist. Essentially, it's acting like a mulch. It also serves as habitat material and hiding places for animals and other invertebrates. It's an important natural process that unfortunately gets overlooked and destroyed. Because many of us are used to the idea of fall, meaning raking leaves, bagging leaves, and playing in leaves, sometimes even burning leaves, because there are so many leaves sometimes that from a maintenance perspective, you have to get rid of them. And they can be a hassle. They clog drains and gutters, they make areas slippery, and a lot of other hazards that come with living in a place with a lot of leaves. However, I try to always keep in mind that leaves are meant to fall. And the bottom line is that even though they can be a hazard, the overall healthier option for our ecosystem is to leave the litter alone. The National Wildlife Federation, I think, said it best when they said removing leaves also eliminates vital wildlife habitat. Critters ranging from turtles and toads to songbirds, mammals, and invertebrates rely on leaf litter for food, shelter, and nesting material. Many moth and butterfly caterpillars overwinter in the fallen leaves before emerging in spring. Also, sending organic matter such as leaves to the landfill causes the release of greenhouse gases that contribute to climate change. Best of all, the less time you spend removing leaves, the more time you'll get to have enjoying the gorgeous fall weather and the wildlife that visits your garden. I know 
that leaf clearing is essential for a lot of places like cities and other residential areas. But if there is any area at all where you can just let the leaf litter be, please do it. And some leaf litter is better than none. So now it's time to talk about how we design for fall. This season is extremely beautiful. And when you have the opportunity, the more experienced you become, you can actually start to predict the colors and the color times and vibrancies for this season. A lot of people may not know how precise planning for seasonal interest can be. When you know your region and the weather patterns, you can start to coordinate and conduct a beautiful symphony of colors and experiences in landscape. Using indicators like temperature, light, water supply, all has an influence on the degree of fall color and for how long it lasts. For example, low temperatures above freezing will favor anthocyanin formation and producing bright reds that you see in maple trees for longer. However, an early frost will weaken that color. Rainy or overcast days tend to increase the intensity of fall colors and the best time to enjoy the autumn color would be on a clear, dry, cool, and not freezing day. Meaning that even though we're transitioning from summer to winter and the leaves go from green to yellow, orange, or red, that doesn't mean that there's a straight path. Meaning that while it's turning red, there's opportunity for it to become a more brilliant red or that there's more an opportunity for it to become a duller red and or yellow or orange. But that flexibility that can happen in this short amount of time is really, really cool. And it would be fascinating to see how other designers capitalize on that kind of experience and how we can capitalize on that kind of experience moving forward with all the technology that we know on how to predict climate and weather patterns. So I recently finished reading a book called Fallscaping, Extending Your Garden Season into Autumn, written by Nancy J. Andra. Now, there is no shortage of fall garden or autumn gardening books and articles online, but what I loved about this reading was that it gave a lot of context, and I mean landscape context. Because when it comes to this season, it's really easy to get caught up in the beauty of a single plant or that detail of ombre from green to yellow. But it's also really important to study how it works with other plants in the landscape. You can ask yourself if there is a backdrop of any color, like green, or is it sky, or is it lawn? Do the plants that you've selected tend to change color at the same time or will one plant lose their leaves before another one's even begun to change color and is that going to have a desired effect that's why as designers creating and understanding the look of landscape through seasons is essential but we also have to look at the experience because we don't often admire these plants and plantings up close. We admire it as a whole. And while it's true, you can go up to plants and get a really close-up view and inspect them in great detail like I do, 
you will probably get a lot of stares from passerbys, but it just goes to show you that most people see landscape as an ensemble and as a larger whole view rather than something super specific. Which got me thinking, if we can coordinate plants to work so beautifully together, depending on the season, do we have and can we create purely seasonal gardens or landscapes? I was having a really fun discussion with a collaborator, Adriana Kay, who was talking with me about this episode. And we talked about how fall is absolutely lovely and beautiful, but can you really sell a design based on a few weeks of performance? For example, during fall, a place could look spectacular, but maybe the rest of the year, it's not quite as impactful. Which makes me wonder how we talk about seasonality. When we talk about it, we tend to say that we wanna make a landscape look good all year round, all the time. But we don't necessarily talk about the trade-offs. So while there will be some standout plants during every season, not every plant is going to look its best during all seasons. Does that make sense? For example, we don't say, yes, your red twig dogwood will look a little overgrown and bushy, maybe even unruly, three seasons out of the year. But once winter happens, you will have the coolest bright red branch structure that others will be envious of. I'm just wondering if that could ever be enough. Because when I've searched for fall or autumn gardens, I didn't really find anything that specific. I found a lot of gardens during the time of fall, which were very pretty, but that's not exactly what I was looking for. So I wanna know what your thoughts are on seasonal themed gardens. And I'm wondering if we can emphasize these seasons the same way that we emphasize iris, rose, or tulip gardens, and even arboretums. You know, can we make a collection of plants and showcase them during one specific time of year? So if you know of any autumn-specific gardens or places, let me know, because I would love to see that. And I also really want to know what is your favorite thing about fall. I find myself spending so much more time outside during this time of year than any other that I don't think I can, I don't ever think I could cover every topic about why fall is fantastic. So I don't know about you, but this episode had me feeling so cozy and looking forward to this season and the next. It's just as cozy and warm as your support has been to me. You listeners have made me feel so grateful and and I just want to thank you all for being so amazing. So if you like this episode, please tell your friends, subscribe, follow, review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. If you'd like to support the show with a donation, consider becoming a Patreon. I send out updates and handwritten thank you notes along with some landscape nerd tips on there. To find those links and more information about the podcast, visit the website, thelandscapenerd.com. Send me a message on Instagram at thelandscapenerd or send me an email to thelandscapenerd at gmail.com. 
I would love, 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 love to see your fall photos. Show me what you love most about fall because this is a great time to nerd out about landscape and share it with the world. And I'd love to help you do it. Right after this, I will read the resources for this episode, but I will also post them on the resources page that you can find on the Landscape Nerd website. So keep learning, nerds. I will talk to you soon, and goodbye. Today's episode included information from the following. National Geographic Resource Library Encyclopedia Entry Seasons. The California Academy of Sciences video titled, Why Do We Have Seasons? The Harvard Forest Feature Project, Autumn Foliage Color. The SUNY College of Environmental Science and Forestry article titled, Why Leaves Change Color. Appalachian State University's Department of Biology article titled, On the Hidden Colors in Leaves. What are the functions of those yellow and orange pigments we see in the fall? The National Wildlife Foundation article titled, This Fall, Remember to Leave the Leaves on the Ground. The Scientific American article called, The Seasonal Science, What Lurks in the Leaf Litter. And lastly, Ballscaping, Extending Your Garden Season into Autumn by Nancy J. Andra. Thank you for listening. Thank you.